Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports, and you're not going to be getting any sort of sports this week. We're going to come back and have a little Olympic talk next week with Greg Needles. But this week, Kevin Miller is here to discuss Comic-Con trailers, because Kevin, oh my God, oh my God, Kevin, oh my God, good Lord, so many trailers. we got at least three or four trailers. Yeah, I know, three or four, like <laughs> hundred, good Lord. Yeah, much the same way as Comic-Con took four days to happen, we're going to take at least two episodes to go over these trailers. Yeah, there's there's no way we get this all in in one, so we've decided to split it as best we can into two, and we'll, we'll try to separate Marvel from DC, and there's a bunch of other trailers that are affiliated yeah. with neither of those Sprinkle two. Sprinkle in for fun. <laughs> yeah, that we want to talk about anyway for funsies, but... I'm going to leave you the option as the guest of this pod. What do you want to talk about first, the Marvel trailers or the DC trailers? Let's go with DC. I agree, because I would say, let's let's start with the big this one. This one needs our immediate reaction. A few of these need our immediate reaction. Yeah, a few of these need our immediate reaction. Um, That's why people watch this show or listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, the, the big boy, the, the, the absolute big boy that, that came down, nobody knew it was coming. Or at least I don't think anybody knew it was coming. I mean, we all probably could have guessed. (laughs) But the Justice League trailer, the live-action, unfortunately Zack Snyder-directed Justice League trailer dropped, and we got to see all... Well, I guess we didn't get to see... I was going to say all six, but that's not true, because we didn't get to see uh, Beefcake. I can't even remember his name right now. Uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Saying, I don't think uh, Superman was anywhere. <laughs> I almost forgot yeah, Superman. No, no yeah, we, we we forgot Superman. Henry Henry Cavill was obviously not in that, but we got to see Ben Affleck walking around as Bruce Wayne recruiting everybody. We got to see Gal Gadot back as, or I'm actually being told it's pronounced Gal Gadot by uh, the internet these days. That's an interesting. I'm sure to every impulse. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently it's Gal Gadot, and she was there, and then we got to see Ezra Miller as Barry Allen slash The Flash, and we got to see the glimpse of his suit, and uh, the quite a difference a movie budget can make from a TV budget. Yeah. And I think most importantly, we got to see Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and they even name-dropped his, the Arthur Curry on us. Mm-hmm. In the weirdest editing trailer possibly ever. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> What were your immediate thoughts watching the Justice League trailer? Um, I liked parts of it. It seems like they're trying to make it a bit more fun. They yes. had some uh, White Stripes backing music in there, mm-hmm. uh, which was, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's certainly a bit less grim than the, you know, just the, 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 the San Diego Comic-Con trailer we got last year, which I believe was the Do You Bleed? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's, it's we a also far got that, cry from that. We also got that awkward Suicide Squad one that played that, like, haunting version of I Started a Joke and was super serious, and it was like, good lord. <laughs> it's like, is this, it's like, where are the jokes? This is Suicide Squad, but... Uh, I didn't mind that trailer either. No, I liked it, too. I was just like, wow, it's so serious. I was just... It, it, but uh, now we've obviously seen the awesome uh, Suicide Squad trailers, and we're ready for that movie, yeah. which comes out ah. next Thursdays from now. I don't think they needed to go as specific as the, well, here's the thing. Maybe they did. The thing with the Justice League that they're doing that they didn't do for Avengers is they're just like going, hey, here's four characters who we've never met before, so we have to introduce them. And since it's the mm-hmm. first trailer, they have to have like a minute long, probably taken directly from the movie. 
uh, scene yes. of uh, Bruce Wayne talking with uh, the Flash. Um, and that seemed a little strange to me, but I could see where it'd be necessary for someone who doesn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it's you know, it, if if they had the Avengers like be the second movie in the MCU, then we would be like, who the fuck is Thor? Who the fuck is you know? Bruce Banner, like, we wouldn't know, and that would be helpful to know. And we only got a couple action shots of Gal Gadot because she was the, she was an action star in the previous one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because she got her own full trailer, which we'll talk about soon as well. <laughs> yes, that, that'll be second on the docket, because I still want to keep talking about this just as a joke. Uh, I don't um, hate Ezra Miller as The Flash, which was nice. <laughs> yes, I mean, they gave him some, although they kind of portrayed Barry Allen, I guess, as this, they, the vibe I got from him was like he was still it was very Spider-Man-y. Yeah, kind of shot in, has no friends, what a loser. <laughs> yeah, and seemed like he was 15 years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> too, kind of bummer. Right? Yeah, he, he was kind of doing the Tom Holland thing. <laughs> yeah, because he was like he, he was. It was honestly it was it was very reminiscent of the scene with in in Civil War where <laughs> we've got the billionaire playboy genius with the computer you know like with with his machine who puts on an iron suit and fights people and he's now meeting this guy who has powers and he's trying to recruit him to a team and Ezra Miller just seemed to be acting exactly now the difference is that Peter Parker was supposed to be like a 16 year old whereas Barry Allen is supposed to be I would say at least 25 yeah I say mid-20s yeah is what we're going with quite the computer setup to be any younger (laughs) That's true, yeah, and the line where he's like, I, I need friends. Although I did, oh, I thought was a little weird, but I did enjoy the line where he was like, stop right there, I'm already Yeah, exactly, he's <laughs> like, totally yeah. on board. Yeah, he, he, it was very reminiscent of the Michael uh, Rosenbaum, or uh, Ro- yeah, Rosenbaum. Uh, what is it? Rosenbaum, right? Yeah, Pretty I was going to sure. say Rosenbaum, but that's not right. Yeah, the Michael Rosenbaum Wally West Flash from the, uh, the Justice League animated series, and the suit that they gave him in that one shot, um... Reminded me more of the uh, Injustice suit, like from the video game. Yeah, that's what kind of like suit, and maybe I like in love with Grant Gustin's suit. (laughs) Yeah, but somebody put yeah, some person put like this is what Grant Gustin's suit looks like, and it was like you know leather and and yeah, yeah. It just I don't want to say cheap looking because cheap's not the the right word. It's TV looking. I know what you mean. Yes, Um, it's it's TV budget versus movie budget. Yeah, yeah. And I mean they can't have it look the same. And I could see very much where they want to have this sort of thing be an aesthetic. Like this is very much. It felt Zack Snyder esque, right? Because it's like let's take the classic costume and kind of put it through a blender until we get the costume that we want it to be. So it's still recognizably the Flash, but you know with his own sort of grim sort of harder realism sort of twist on it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and he had lightning shooting out of his ass the entire time, oh, which sure. I'm okay with, but it was kind of weird. Although, I, I really enjoyed that, like... I was saying the whole time, because they did that slow-mo scene where he throws the battering mm-hmm. at him, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, because that was... And I'm like, catch the battering, catch the battering, like, realize what it is, and then catch it. <laughs> yeah, because that, that was obviously the best part of the trailer, and that was the part everybody was talking about afterwards, because that was also the most Batman moment in the trailer too, yeah, like yeah. Batman joking around with Wonder Woman while I'm okay with it. it Cause like, that's the tone that they, they feel they need for this justice league movie where he's like, you know, he's, he's like, he said no. Yeah. Yeah. He said no. And, and like that whole exchange, like, cause that's not my Batman. My Batman would be like, he said no. And then be like on to the next one. Right. And 
that's why I felt like the most Batman moment in that trailer was Ben Affleck going like, so you're Barry Allen and then Barry, you know, doing a bunch of like stuttering talk and then Batman just whipping a batarang at him to to be like, let me just confirm my suspicions here and just, I'm going to chuck this thing at this kid's head. Why don't I save us a few minutes of rambling? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, him doing the whole like, can I keep this thing was, was, was very, that was very flash. I didn't mind the little jokey bit between him and Wonder Woman either. No, I didn't mind it, but I'm, I'm. Because it wasn't played like, you know, they were goofing around like it was played for to get like a kind of a laugh out of the. I honestly, you know what? They could do almost yeah. anything to make this movie have a bit more joy and humor in it. And yes. even if the jokes fall flat, at least they tried this time. <laughs> what do you, What do you think? Who do you think the bad guy is in this one? Because all we kind of got a shot was some dude, uh, who looked like a Game of Thrones character digging something out of the ground. Yeah. Um. Well. I don't know, because we saw, like, a guy wearing armor and kind of a crown. I'm thinking, like, some sort of old, uh, new god sort of thing, especially because yeah. we have uh, Apocalypse kind of teased for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, and it could all be sort of like a, like a Batman-Superman sort of misunderstanding thing where they end up as allies by the end or something like that, and they band against their greater threat, which is Darkseid and Apocalypse, but it could be like Orion or something. Yeah, it, it to me it feels like they're definitely going to go with the new gods uh, bit, and it's going to be a lot of uh, uh, they're they're going to go with because everybody was saying that because you saw that stupid thing they released the day after the movie came out where it was they were like, hey, this could have also been in the movie, and it was oh yeah, uh, like, hey, Jesse Eisenberg, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg sitting in a pool of blood, and then it looked like he was talking to this thing, and then. <laughs> Warner Brothers was like, that's Steppenwolf. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's definitely not. Cause I won't stand for it. Cause that looks fucking terrible. And it was just oh, like, nope, nope. And like, nope, nope, nope. Don't ever use that character design again. Just say it was some random thing he was talking to. Cause it looks like ass. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, well, I mean, to so... be fair, it did hit the cutting room floor for Batman versus fucking Superman. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's true. It was, just not great. It wasn't but, good enough for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got to bring Rob on sometime because Rob uh, deigned to watch the... Uh, yeah, that's right. The long that's version that had like, an extra 30 minutes on. So, like, he does it. We'll bring him on and give him his, his medal for sitting through that. Um, purple Heart for Bravery. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, he'll, he'll get an official Purple Heart. Um, Jason Momoa. Yep. Playing I mean, himself. Knew, <laughs> yeah, basically playing himself. Um, we knew he was going to look badass, mm-hmm. and we were right. Yes. And uh, it seems that he's playing New 52, Jeff Johns, 2000 update where he's the angry Arthur Curry who's who's little more badass, and it's kind of like the one thing Marvel stole from, or, or DC stole from Marvel, where they had Namor, who, the, like, the Submariner, who was the guy who lives underwater and then is, like, a dick to the land dwellers. And, shit, yeah. yeah, and now, and they did that, because Jeff Johns has spent basically the last decade and a half turning Aquaman into Namor and making him more well, badass, yeah. which was a good move. And, I mean, I, I'm... Of all the things I saw in this trailer, I think I got most excited to see Jason Momoa as Aquaman, especially after that kind of lame introduction we got 
for him in Batman Superman. Yeah, I mean, he was on screen for like eight seconds of Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I mean, it was a decent eight seconds, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I agree. Yeah, we got some cool scenes here where, you know, as soon as Bruce Wayne tries to make peaceful contact, and Jason Momoa's got him pinned up against a wall and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, it, I'll be interested to see another trailer for Justice League. Let's put it that way. Because this one, for as much as it gave us, it kind of gave us two full scenes and not anything else. True. And this is basically, this movie's a year and a half away, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not close to, to Justice League. Sure, but like, I mean, as far as, far as, as, far as first outings go, uh, it's yes. it's far and away better than the do you bleed, rainy, no, I can't even see any light mm-hmm. or color in this trailer trailer mm-hmm. that Batman versus Superman had. Um, yeah. You know, Knowing what kind of foundation is built on, I'm still not ready to say fuck yeah. I'm excited for this movie, but yeah, no, I trailer is you know whether this is a good thing or not, building my hope up a little bit again. Well, we must mention uh, what what we have coined. (laughs) What we we must mention what we have mentioned before on this podcast: the Medellin corollary, copyright crossover podcast. By way of Entourage. You can take all you three can't. good minutes of a movie. And make yes, a and, cut, and cut it into, like, and all you need is a, br- like, if you've got a brilliant trailer editor, they could take any movie. Like, they could take The Room and edit it to make it look like, oh, my God, this is going to be fucking Citizen Kane. They're going to win Oscars for this movie, right? Like, there's just, there's guys who have that, guys and I, ladies, I presume, too, that just have that specific talent where they're like, I know how to cut a trailer to make it, like, just give me all the scenes of the movie and I'll cut a trailer and make it look cool, much like they did in for Medellin and Entourage. Oh, sure. And, and I recognize that it happens, and I I get fooled by it as well. I'm a human. Oh, People yeah. People know how to market to me. Because, <laughs> like, here, here, like, a movie franchise that's not great, I mean, I enjoy it, but I, I will admit that it's not fantastic, is The Purge mm. series. I'll take it word. And <laughs> The Purge is yet to cut a bad trailer for any of their movies though, I would say like they've got some of the best trailers out there, especially for just movie wise. They just, it's a movie where you, you watch the trailer and you're like, boy, that seems interesting. And that concept is, you know, like a crazy, it's, it's also so much easier to cut for some reason. Horror movies always cut the best trailers because they just use the creepy moments oh, and they're like the jump scares the jump and scare stuff. At the end there. Yeah. And always, so, anything else we want to talk about the Justice League trailer? Uh, I, I mean, I don't. I, mean, they didn't give us, I don't have a whole lot of more to say, and we've got a lot more to say about other stuff. <laughs> yeah, they didn't give us much Vic Stone in this one. Couple of shots. No, of, they um, didn't, and I think that's with good reason. Um, yeah, one shot of Cyborg, one shot of Vic Stone. Yeah, they've got a lot of people who have at least nominally heard of the Flash and Aquaman, but possibly not Cyborg. And let's just get the let's get them hooked, and yeah. then you know see what comes of the next trailer. Wonder Woman. Yep. Dropped the first trailer. Highly anticipated movie. Everybody agrees that the best part of what was a terrible movie mm-hmm. was... Well, the two things that everybody, I think, came out of uh, watching Batman Superman were... Affleck was awesome as 
Batman slash Bruce Wayne okay. and yep. Wonder Woman stole the show, even though she was shoehorned into the movie for no reason. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, here's the thing to get right into it. Um, I had told you and I've mentioned on this podcast a couple times before uh, that, you know, she was one of my favorite parts of that movie. But I was afraid that it was only by virtue of her only being in it for about 14 minutes. Um this trailer has me very excited. I really am looking forward to this movie. Uh, really? So yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm still, there are parts I'm of me that looking... realizes, hey, this feels a lot like the first Captain America. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I understand what the plot of this could be, and I'm excited to see it. Like, just show me Ares, show me Ares, <laughs> and I'll be in there. I'll, I'll see this movie definitely. Now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm voice of dissent. You. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you on this. I think it was. I think I'm, I'm like I'm very excited for this movie, but I think this was a bad trailer. It wasn't a great trailer. It, it, it Don't just, get me it, wrong. It's just yeah, that it, it, it showed me that the the there was mm-hmm. enough of in it that proved to me, or at least gave me more hope that what little we got out of Gal Gadot in the Justice, in uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, what little of Wonder Woman we got, and, you know, the promise that it would be expanded on in this movie, I think they're going to pull that off. And and there's a little glimpses of that. That doesn't mean it's a fantastic trailer, but, I, again, I look forward to seeing another one with a bit more story beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's a hard that's a hard line to hit. First of all, and uh, B, I, you know, uh, I'm excited to see more. It certainly made me more excited and was kind of, how do I put this? I was afraid that I, that we were going to go uh, come out of Batman versus Superman and we were going to get those good 12 minutes of Wonder Woman and they were going to learn the wrong lessons or something and not put together a good movie here. And I can't say whether or not the movie is going to be good, but this trailer was good enough to keep my interest. Let's put it that way. It sounds like you feel the same way I do, but you're taking more like, and this is, this is going to, this is where the crossover podcast really takes flight for me here because I'm about to relate this to sports and the great game of baseball. I'll stick my fingers in my ears for three minutes. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm I'm saying it, I feels, it feels like you are going very sabermetric in your analysis of this. Whereas I'm, I'm kind of going a little more old school. Sure. So you're, you're, you're looking at this a little more money ball where I feel like what happened with this was like basically just with that character coming off of, the Batman Superman thing. And I felt that they had everyone. I, I felt like they had everyone in the palm of their hands and they had a chance to really, for, for lack of a better term, really grab everybody by the balls and just be like, look at our fucking trailer. We're like, this movie's going to kick ass. And, and, and I felt like they should have come a little harder, swing for the fences a little bit, maybe try to hit a double and, and, you know, try to get a double or better and just really, really just kind of grab everybody by the haunches and, and shake them to the core with a good Wonder Woman trailer and be like, yeah, you're going to see this because you loved her in that movie. And now, you know, like you loved her in that crappy movie, even though she was the best part. And then now you're going to love this movie and it's going to be just her. And it's going to be one of the first like women superhero movies. And, and just, it's going to be awesome. And here we go. And I feel like you think that they, I just, the money ball pros were good enough is good enough. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, no, no, no. You're you're saying that they walked, like they they drew a walk and got on base, yeah. which is always fantastic. That is never a bad thing. But it's not blockbuster. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not a double or better, right? So, which is the internal argument of old school versus you know the sabermetric community in baseball, and we kind of have it now here between you and me with this this Wonder Woman trailer, where I feel like they should have been swinging. But no, you're like, no, that, that's completely base. fair. You know what? That's a good point because if they had come. Uh, the one thing that I liked, and, and I'll um, kind of relate this back to your point, is that uh, in like the very end of the trailer, like when they were putting up the title and everything, they put in that music that is like the only recognizable music from Batman. Part Super of the score, yes, absolutely, the, great, great point. And and if they had run that, like if they had done like a giant action scene, like in the mm-hmm. back half of that uh, trailer, like to really get you amped, like you're saying. Um, then, and then run that like entirely through it, but with like increasing tempo and intensity, like that would have been fantastic. Yeah. But, and, and even just getting the taste of it at the end, like I'm saying in, and your point of my, what I'm saying is that that's good enough because, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the few little bits of that that I thought was awesome because I love that theme. Uh, but you're saying that we we could have used it to a lot more uh, we uh, for a lot better of a, a final product, and that's definitely true. Um, I, I you bring up a good point. I don't think during our Batman Superman commentary uh, or review mm-hmm. that I don't think we talked about enough about how the score for that movie was extremely terrible. Well, the thing was, uh, it, aside from it's not like it was terrible at all. Mentioned. It was just nothing. It was completely yeah. unremarkable to the point where we didn't remark on it at all. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and only like, in watching this trailer now do I remember, oh yeah, that's the theme from when Wonder Woman showed up out of the middle of goddamn yeah. nowhere. And it was amazing. So <laughs> exactly. So that's her theme. So to me, the two greatest parts of this trailer, and you hit the nail on the head with the, the ending when it showed her symbol and then it played that song, which I, or that, that, particular score which well, i assume will be prevalent throughout the movie oh, yeah I'm, during her fight scenes and the bits when she was whipping around the when you saw the lasso oh, yeah and, and like the lasso yeah and it was glowing and she was just whipping she like had had the lasso wrapped around four like three dudes while she took the other end and she was whipping like three other guys with it i was yeah. like that's fucking wonder woman and that Oh, that's like the scene where she's like in like what looks like a general store or a bar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the guys coming at her and it's really tight quarters and she does like the sweep kick on the one dude and the one dude hits her across the back with like a beam of wood that just shatters and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> yeah. So I'm good. just excited for a Wonder Woman movie in concept. Like that's enough for me. And I mean, this just made me a little bit more excited and maybe it could have done a lot more, but I, I thought it was okay. I want to take two seconds. This is completely off topic, but I, I got into it with some of the members of the Potter family. Oh, shit. Who, who would win in a fight, uh, Thor or Wonder Woman? <laughs> oh, boy. The, the, answer is Wonder Woman. the answer is Wonder Woman, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And, no, and another one was like, I think Wonder Woman versus the Hulk. And I was like, get out of here, the Hulk. I mean, what is the Mar- I don't know. I don't, the Marvel stands have this weird obsession with the Hulk. Where they're like, oh, the Hulk, he's so angry, he can punch anything. It's like, the Hulk would be, it, just on strength alone, if you put the Hulk on DC's roster, he would be so far down the list. Because DC just has too many godlike <laughs> characters, Wonder Woman being one of them. Um, and then, I, I really want to make fun of our good buddy KB, who I hope to get on this pod one day, who tried to convince Has me KB that... Has not been on this podcast? 
No, he hasn't, and it's a damn shame that that's true. Uh, but uh, this fool, who I'll who I'll reiterate, you and I both love to death, tried to convince me that the Juggernaut could be. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Hey, come on, I would like to take a couple seconds. And, and just, <laughs> All right, play a roller, okay? Yeah, pretty hilarious. Uh, he did throw out some better, con- better <laughs> like guys off the Marvel roster, but he went to the. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. Well, actually, it's harder than you think because like I, the, I'm okay, going over the Marvel roster. From the, okay, well, from the Marvel roster, and it's like you need like, you need guys like uh, Professor X who can you know kill people with his mind. That's right. Stuff. Yeah, he. I did see that thread that you were talking with him where you, he named like three people who were reasonable. <laughs> yeah, and. But he also threw the juggernaut in there, which I think he was just trolling me. And but, you know, but, that's, but that's classic KB. He can certainly play it yeah. off that way. And we'll but by virtual, by, by, by virtue of me even mentioning on the spot, he probably already won the argument. But oh, anything else you want to mention with the Wonder Woman trailer? Uh, no, I said it before. Show me, I'm going to say it again. Show me Ares. I assume Ares is in this movie. Give him to me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, do you think it's going to be Ares, or do you think they're just going to be... Because, like, it's taking place in World War One. World War One was a super political war. It's not like World War Two, where World War Two is... Yeah, but World War One was a lot of a bunch of stuff happening in a bunch of countries, yeah. and then one, you know, the, the, the shot, gunshot around the world that kind of set everything off like a powder yes. keg strikes me as classic Ares. Or he's like, playing I every get... side. I'm not a history buff, and if we ever get your good friend Adam Bolesky back on here, he can probably give us a better rundown of World War One. Mm. But I just remember World War One basically boiling down to like the nuts and bolts of it was it was too much trouble not to have a war. Like basically, Earth needed to have a war to balance yeah, I out. Mean, and I'm gonna boil it down here a bit. It's powers. basically like you know there are a bunch of these smallish countries that had alliances with a bunch of other smallish countries. And there were a bunch of things like, uh, you know, there was depression in some countries. There was the creation of arms in other countries that kind of were causing tensions. And then, you know, Archduke Franz Ferdinand got assassinated. And that just set everything off like a row of dominoes. And suddenly there was a world war. It was it was people. And I realize it's it's horrible to make light of it. But World War One was basically a bunch of people at a bar who wanted to fight. But they didn't want to start a fight, and they were just. But the second something went down, they like it was going to be a brawl. Yeah, yeah, actually, because uh... like, like, it, like, Franz Ferdinand getting assassinated is so innocuous to starting a war, right? It's not like World War Two, where World War Two was was literally <laughs> we, we a conquered Poland. <laughs> it's a supervillain trying to take over the yeah, world. Yeah. Like it is a cartoonish supervillain with this insane plan to take over the. Right, yeah. and there was a video on Polygon recently of uh, the McElroy brothers playing uh, Saints Row, the, Saints Row the Third, and there was this scene that's just like I'm going to wander in the street here and punch a car and just see what happens, and it's all these AI <laughs> systems just kind of doing what comes naturally to them, and so there's this giant firefight just going on around them for no reason. <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> oh man. But uh, anyway, let's not talk about wars anymore. No, no, no. But it's just like. You could, because you could have said it in World War Two. Although Steve Trevor is usually in, because Wonder Woman's an older character, so right. Steve Trevor usually does exist in World War One. So kudos to them for keeping it to the. No, uh, it just strikes me as very. Um, I would relate to like first class, uh, yes. where we have uh, Sebastian Shaw playing both sides of a conflict that's already sort of coming to a head. I could very much see Ares doing that because war gives yes. him strength, and this is a world war, the first world war, right? 
Yes, it, it strikes me as very Ares, and we got a shot of, I think it was Ray Wise mm-hmm. in the trailer, and I'm like, eh, maybe. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, because... And, like, that's just how insane the fact that Wonder Woman is... is just, like, the, not not only the fact that we're getting a Wonder Woman movie when previously thought that, it, you know, you couldn't have a, a female lead mm-hmm. in, in this sort of genre, but... The fact that it's like what like based on this trailer, what did they give you? It's like okay, there's Wonder Woman. You're gonna get a little bit of her backstory. There's Chris Pine and Steve, Steve Trevor. He's gonna be her love interest, and and they're gonna do the thing where he's kind of holding Wonder Woman's purse while she beats the shit out of everything, right? And yeah. Like, and, I mean, I guess, uh, if, which, I guess I if Wonder Woman has to have a love interest, I'm okay with yeah. it being someone who just basically, like, watches by the sidelines as she destroys But, those. I mean, like, he, he's also a trained uh, I know, I soldier, know. so he'll do stuff. But, like, when it comes to fighting the superpowered gods, he will just kind of be like, okay, uh, baby, you got this, right? Because <laughs> uh, I'll be killed. And, uh, and then they, were, they, they sprinkled in a little bit of her background with Queen Hippolyta. But other than that... We have no idea that they're like, okay, it's in World War One, so there's definitely a war going on. But like, who's the bad guy? And we all, everybody assumes it's going to be Ares. I really but, hope so. Yeah, I mean that's the fiction I built up in my head when I saw the photograph of her in uh, Batman versus Superman. I'm like, oh, I already built that. Like, I just wrote that movie in my head, and I love it. Yeah. Um, but uh, as one final question to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we see scenes of what look like Steve Trevor in a dogfight. Are we going to get a Ferris Airfield uh, Easter egg in this movie? Sorry, repeat that. Are we going to get a Ferris Airfield? Is it Ferris, the Green Lantern? Ferris Airfield? I would say... Just as a fun little Easter egg. Why the fuck? Yeah, sure. That would would be my thing. Yeah, my answer to that is if if you can do it, fucking do it. Yeah, that way if you ever have a Green Lantern movie, you could have like a a photo where he goes in the office. There's like a photo of Steve Trevor on the wall or something. Yeah. What a hero. Or he could even say something like, or, uh, I don't know, you could say some nonsense like, oh, that's uh, Bill Jordan, and uh, that's his son, Hal, or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then just have, like, a three-year-old Hal Jordan standing there, and then you and me will be like, oh, my God, it's Hal Jordan, right? When we go, like, when we sit there and be like, he's going to get a ring, it's going to be awesome. He's going to be 85 when he's in this <laughs> No, you could make up some nonsense, like going into space. No, 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 I'm mean, saying, like, have a Green uh, Green Lantern movie set in, like, the modern day, but, like, you know, Ferris Air's been around for 150 years, and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's one of our heroes from back when we first got started. So, I think that's it for Wonder Woman. So, yeah. I think it's time to slide to the TV side of things. Mm-hmm. And... Our bread and butter, if you will. Yeah, yeah. This kind of one of the reasons we started this podcast was to talk about these two shows. Let's start with Arrow. Sure. Coming off a not so great season four, mm-hmm. and where they made a couple mistakes, a few things went wrong. Some people apparently are so pissed off that they're not coming back. I personally believe. That they, I think I've said this on the pod, if I haven't, I'm going to repeat myself now. Mm-hmm. I think they, they know what they did wrong, and they're going to bring it back to the genesis of what made this show awesome. And that trailer that they released did nothing to deter my... Yeah, I thought it was a pretty promising teaser. My immediate thoughts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, the big takeaway points are it looks like the original Arrow team, or Arrow team as they've mm-hmm. existed up to this point, is kind of broken up. Yeah, we got some of that at the fractured. yeah, and fractured, and we got some of that at the end of uh, last season already, which you know was mm-hmm. kind of leading into the season. But uh, other major takeaway point and uh, major one uh, is that uh, Ollie's training a new team. <laughs> yes, uh, and... with our boy. <laughs> Yeah, he brought in, uh, wait, who was our boy? Curtis Holt. Oh, yes, yes, Curtis Holt. So, Mr. Yes, Terrific. Yes, he, yes, Mr. Terrific is going to be coming in, and he's going to hopefully, like the T-Spheres, which they've already, which was one of the few thing good things. Because, I mean, season four was a complete disaster. It had its moments. Like the Although, I was thinking about it the other day, and the best thing that happened with Arrow last season happened on a different television show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when we got future one-armed Dolly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, like they're training Curtis Holt or Michael Holt, as as you and I usually know him. I don't know why they chose to call him Curtis in this, yeah, but that, that's apparently a, one of the versions of him that's existed in the comics. I'm okay with it. Fuck yeah. it, just go with me. As long as he calls himself Mister Terrific and like wears a T-shirt that says Fair Play and <laughs> uses the T spears, then fucking do whatever else you want. And I like Echo Callum, so yeah, Mister Terrific is too dumb a name for even this going to come up. <laughs> yeah, I like it. He's terrific. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, they did establish that this version of uh, of him was uh, a former Olympic athlete or something like that. Like he was an Olympic level athlete, mm-hmm. so they say, "Oh, like the nickname they gave me in college, Mister Terrific, oh, or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that." Right? You know, there's like always was speedy. <laughs> yeah, there's always a corny way to come up with it. Um, so they were training. Uh, the one girl, Evelyn Sharp, who we saw in... I forget when we saw her. Was she in season three of Arrow? She was in season four. She was the was one in, who was... Dressing up like the Black Canary. Yeah, right? after Sarah came back to life. <laughs> so one would assume she's going to take up that mantle. Not sure how I feel about it, but uh, whatever. <laughs> someone's someone's got to be the Black Canary. Yeah, might as well have a third one. <laughs> yeah, my, well, we have. she is the third That's one. That's what I'm um, and some other guy they called Rene Ramirez. I don't recognize that name in the DC history at no, all. No, I'm not familiar either, and I'm I'm waiting to be surprised, frankly. Yeah, it, it could be one of those bait and switch guys like that they that they've done. And um, I'm going to politely request more Vixen in season five of Arrow. Very politely, please. I agree. Yeah. Um, because because CW's been putting together these trailers now. I don't know if you've seen any of these, but it's not like a trailer; it's like a TV spot. Or they're yeah. basically saying, like, you know, uh, CW is the best network for superheroes, and it just, like, shows together, like, it's like a super cut of all these action scenes from Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. Yeah. And, so, Supergirl, and then it, Vixen was featured in one of those. Yeah, Supergirl wasn't, it was the only one that didn't come with a trailer, but they released some sort of teaser that showed, like, all of the, what the I'm not sure if you saw this, but it was a teaser of, uh, oh, what's her name, uh, Michelle Ben Benoist, Melissa Ben Benoist, or Ben. We still haven't figured out how you pronounce that last name. Ben oh, Waller, I know. Ben, when I, I saw briefly an interview with her on IGN, yeah. and I never said her last name. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Come on, I need God it. God damn it! You're the one job, Brian Altano. Yeah, and but like it was that it was the cast of of that show basically going like we're on the CW, yay! Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. 
it, it wasn't an official. And there were some uh, photos like this, uh, like Grant Gustin was posting on Instagram during uh, Comic-Con, and there's like a photo of them like, okay, Team Flash is gone, and it shows like all them and Team Supergirl like a jet together, <laughs> having a yeah. party on the jet. <laughs> yeah, sure. like, uh, yeah, buddy who plays uh, Hank Henshaw is just there looking stern as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so good. God, they got the life, don't they? Um, so... Uh, just on a, on a on a scale of ice cold to lukewarm to super hot, whatever whatever. How are you feeling about Arrow season five coming off that pretty abysmal season? Well, five? I was always gonna watch it. Um, yeah, too. A lot of crazy shit happened last season, and it happened pretty fast. So I'm kind of interested to see. Fast and incredibly slow at the same time. So. Well, I mean, yeah, like towards the end so to speak, and I'm, I'm kind of just interested to see them picking up those pieces for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't look like they're doing the thing that I was worried that they were going to do, which is basically a total universal reboot because of Flashpoint. Uh, so it sounds like they've got a lot of pieces to pick up. Like, their world has been changed. There's a city that's been nuked. Like, <laughs> there's another terrorist attack on Star City. It's it's It could be interesting. Um, I'm also kind of interested to see Ollie as mayor while also training his own private army. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Interesting. And, and what leads him to make that decision? <laughs> and it seemed like the flashback stuff is going to be his rise through the ranks of the Bradva. That's what I was... Yeah, yeah. Which, holy hell, that has to be better than... Like, just saying that out loud is better than everything we got in the flashback of last season. Like, yeah, the flashback last season was so terrible. It had the one good scene where John Constantine was there. That was the only time that was yeah, at all. Constantine was in it who apparently we're expecting to possibly see on Supergirl this season. Yes. <laughs> Which is like, and use Matt Ryan again. Like, why the hell not bring Matt Ryan back? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, like even the season three flashbacks weren't fantastic, except for intermittent uh, uh, katana and the wall. Yes, but uh, it's it's been pretty bad since. Yeah, well, I mean, I season think, two, I like season two was so cohesive because the villain in the flashback was the villain in the current season. True, right? Which is why that a lot of sense. Yeah, which is why season two stands so. It's just, it's so far and above yeah, everything else. Or, like, everything else is, like, barely matched up or mattered at all. Like, I mean, the first season was good. Yeah, yeah but, well, I mean, yes. Because it was fresh in your head, but you're you're, you're exactly right, because the bad guy lined up for, for both. Well, and the first season was good because we got to see, like, you know, first season Oliver, where he is, you know, taking no prisoners and killing every fool that he comes against. Um, yeah. While we're all reading the flashbacks of him like being a baby on the island for the first time, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just I think I think the season five Bradfa stuff will be more entertaining. It just it has to be. You can't. There's no way you can be less entertaining. I think so, and if you have sort of like a, a street gang slash Russian mafia like that, there's a lot of possibility for some good flashback characters that we might recognize in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, none that come immediately to mind, but I've always kind of been interested to see more of that side of things in the DC universe, if that makes sense. Like, uh, I'm yeah. always kind of interested to see like, uh, like intergang being introduced on Supergirl or something like that, because they always had some interesting stuff in the Superman animated show. Um, in my opinion, intergang would be that. That'd be a good move. I would like to see. 
uh, just a shout out for I, like I, I want to see Zatanna or somebody of that ilk in. Uh, I don't know that we will anymore. in the show because well, I mean, obviously, I don't know who the villain of this season is. Like, they haven't gone so far as to really get into that. No, we saw another guy in a in a suit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but but we had like the the magic heavy sort of season last season. Like I think that was our chance to get Zatanna. Mm-hmm. And if they do it now, it would have to be something else that's thematically appropriate. I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, or to go to her as like some sort of guide for potentially bringing Constantine or Vixen back into the show. Which I mean, I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Zatanna on the show. I just don't give it a whole lot of weight, you know? I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. So we are lukewarm on this uh, Arrow Season 5, I feel. Um, Heading in. I'm, I'm, it's hard I'm, to say I because think... I was already going to watch it. Like, they didn't have to convince yes. me to watch a fifth season of Arrow. Um, and this was like, yeah, no, I remember why. I'm going to watch this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, it's good to see that we might actually get Mr. Terrific out of it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, ca- I'm calling it on the positive side of neutral, but... Largely neutral. Flash season three. Yep. We got a pretty sweet trailer. Um, I'll tell you right now, my wife is pissed. Oh, yeah? She, she thinks she's going to be out on the Flash. Wow. Because she doesn't like the the idea of asshole Cisco. She, she doesn't like it one you bit. You know what? That rubbed me the wrong way, too. And it has completely turned her off. But, like, I was telling her, this could be one episode. Right, like that, that that could honestly be one to three episodes, right? Like, there's no reason to think that's going to be the entire the entire season, right? No, and I, I very much doubt that it will. And even if it is, I don't think asshole Cisco will be asshole Cisco for long. <laughs> mm-hmm. But exactly, right? Because like that that's going to be his whole thing. Because it's the like. Although I did really the worst part of it when you go, when the Reverse Flash who's back, <laughs> it's in like a thing, and he goes. You fucked it up. Let's call it Flashpoint. And I was like, come on, man. Like, you like, I realize it's supposed to be corny comic book dialogue, but nobody fucking talks like that in real life, right? Even when you're bantering back and forth. I was just like, oh, come on. That's. <laughs> <laughs> like, Boo! Flashpoint. And I was like, no. The first episode is already called Flashpoint. Like, you know that line's going to be yeah. delivered in the first 20 minutes of the season. <laughs> but what do we see? So we saw. Uh, we got to see Fly, uh, Henry Allen and Nora Allen. Back at it again. Back at it again. He, so he, he's got the perfect life. He never met Joe. Yeah, like Iris was a girl which, that he went to school with, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Which doesn't make sense, because Joe and him were still friends, right? That's why they took him in in the first place, wasn't well, it? Well, yeah, but I mean, they didn't live with each other. Like, they were they True, barely yeah. knew so each other, be, and who knew what happened? I mean, as, Henry, and, Henry and Joe could have had a fight a year later and never talked to each other again. <laughs> true. Yeah, I guess that's a good point, because I was going to say, they still had, uh, like, they still would have been friends, so they still would have known each other. It's just, like, like, I, like you said... They, they wouldn't have been living together, so well, they wouldn't I mean, have been there's, asked. There's a number of things that could have happened in between that has never been explicitly explained. Like, maybe because the Henry Allen never got arrested, Joe was never on the case and never got a promotion or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, there could be any number of reasons that, you know, people would be in a completely different life situation, even just because Henry's not in prison. <laughs> Yeah, it's just weird because Jesse Martin was kind of stomping around in the trailers going, like, you don't know me and stuff like that. And I was just like... 
Well, we <laughs> might a little. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Possibly not for a long time, but but it was very much like you know there was a scene with Iris where she's like, uh, "Don't I know you?" Like they they clearly yeah. like, they knew each other from way way back when they were kids, yes. but they never lived in the same house for years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so we got. I don't understand why uh, keeping uh, Nora Allen out of prison would affect Cisco at all. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, well, it's all a ripple effect, right? So, uh, but I mean, like, apparently killing Nora. I'm, I'm sure it'll be explained. You don't have Cisco yeah. becoming a, a, you know, a, the richest man in the world. With We're so Is that what they said? They said the world. I, think I thought they, they said the said... world. <laughs> He was basically the Lex Luthor of, Star- of Central City. It was basically how they were portraying it to me because it said like Cisco Industries and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. looked like Caitlin was his secretary or something. Roy <laughs> like, boss. Yeah, and uh, you got to see Wally West. Woo. Yep, that looked good. He was in. He was in the yellow suit, yeah, which uh, yellow a, suit. Yeah, that's a way back playback. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Um. Apparently that guy in the black in yellow suit. Um, oh, the new speedster because there's a the goddamn speedster. Yeah, the new guy. They're calling him Prometheus, but it's not the Prometheus we we would think it is. So who knows? Could be another uh, fake out. <laughs> yeah, could be another fake out. Uh, we got to see the reverse flash. We got to see. There was a quick shot of. Oh, t- uh, what's his face? Teddy, uh, oh, Teddy, Teddy, Se- T- Teddy Sears, and he had the helmet on, right? Yeah. Back as, as Jay Garrick, so who the hell knows what that means? That could have just been a flashback of some sort, so. Yeah. So who the hell knows what that is? But, uh, man, it looks like it's a lot of fun. I mean, I was, I was shocked when my, when my wife was telling me that she's out. I'm out. I, like, I don't, I don't want to see asshole Cisco. I don't think I'm going to like it. It's like. You know, maybe it's gonna be like two episodes tops, right? Where where that goes on. Yeah, I, it's the flashpoint. Like they're gonna do, who knows? They're gonna do a bunch of other like crazy awesome. They've gone so it. far developing Cisco as kind of a lovable character. I don't think they're gonna just have him be an asshole for the rest of the series. Yeah, just piss it away, right? And plus, they'll do hilarious stuff, right? Oh, I mean, it'll, it'll stuff will go on. Oh. So, uh, anything else? Uh, did we miss anything? Did we cover everything on the flash? I track? think so, yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff is happening. I'm very much getting, like, those early season two vibes where it's like, hey, there's an Earth 2, anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and, which is good, because I like to be... I, I like having that sort of open-ended thing with the Flash, where because they combine time travel with extra-dimensional stuff, you're like, okay, well, literally anything can happen at literally any point, and it gives them free reign to experiment with a lot of stuff that might not necessarily be permanent. Um, now, we know that Superman mm-hmm. is officially a part of the Supergirl team. Yep. Thus lifting what has been a pretty big embargo hmm. on the big three for the television side of things. That's right. Do you think, have, you know, you, you read the Flashpoint, you saw the, the animated <laughs> version of it, do you think there is a chance that we get drunk Thomas Wayne to show up as crazy Thomas Wayne Batman in the Flash at some point, and will they deign to use the Batman. I'm not even sure if they can, because I don't know, because, like, Fox has Gotham, so I'm not, like, I'm not, but Gotham has has never once mentioned the Batman, and they don't really throw out the names of their characters either. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not sure who, 
I mean, one would think the CW has the rights to, or like Warner Brothers, one of the Warner Brothers lots would have the rights to, you know, their biggest property. It's interesting. Um, I think if they do it, they'll do it slightly than that. I don't think we'll get the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if anything, we could have like a scene where, you know, billionaire Cisco is hosting uh, an investor from Gotham and it's Thomas Wayne or Martha Wayne. Mm-hmm. And just have that kind of be the throwaway, like, hey, it's Thomas yeah. Wayne, and he's got like a five o'clock shadow, and he smells like whiskey, and <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't really yeah. know what that means, but for you know the people who know, they know what that means, and that might be enough. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, 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 I'm thinking if anything, like as an Easter egg. Yeah, but I, I, I don't but, think that we'll, I don't think we'll have a costumed Batman on the show. No, I hope so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I would I'm lose my say, goddamn mind if it happened. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't give it a high likelihood. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna stay cautiously optimistic. But I, 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 oh, I, I don't, be. don't get, don't let yourself down. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I'm not gonna get my hopes up or anything like that. But I, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope that they do it because if they can put the Superman on, and it's not even technically the real Batman, like it's, it's. Well, of course, real Batman. Like, just do a crazy tweaked Batman, and just to see him on the TV kicking ass would be awesome. So, speaking of Batman, Mm. we could segue into the Gotham Season 3 trailer, which was more of a Season 2 recap, and then 15 seconds of new footage. You have not kept up with Gotham. Or watched it at all. In fact, I I think that trailer was the most Gotham I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. Um... A lot of crazy crap going on, but we got the tease of the Court of Owls. Right. And then at the end, a dude dressed kind of as a butler in a Kato mask started fighting. <laughs> that is a Kato mask. <laughs> started fighting Alfred. Kevin Miller, my question to you. Is there a outside chance that that was the Green Hornet and that the Green Hornet will be in season three of Gotham? <laughs> you know what? Sure. Okay. That was the that was the last shot they gave. The last shot they gave was was some dude in a Kato mask leaping leaping towards Alfred <laughs> to get in a fight. You know what? Of all the possibilities, I like that one. Let, yes, let's say yes. <laughs> And let's like absolutely with no question. Now my follow up is if the Green Hornet is officially in this, are you just gonna start watching Gotham season three? Like just not watch season one and two, but jump back You've in. You've said see. that before, and I mean I've said there are things that would get me to watch it before, but I just don't want to <laughs> because we had like what you said, uh, BD Wong last season as a good Doctor Strange. Yeah, we had, uh, the Doctor, the the Mister Freeze stuff that I was kind of saying that would get me to watch the show. Which well. I, I think you should watch it to find out if this version of Mr. Freeze is better or worse than the... See, that's the sort of stuff that makes me not want to watch the show. <laughs> well, no, like, that's, like, I guess this is where you and I differ, because I love, I just, I've described it, this is how I describe Gotham. Gotham is basically what, like, it, it's basically, if you let the people who wrote True Blood... Like like the True Blood TV show, just make a Batman TV show. This is basically what you would get, minus the nudity, because it's on network television. Can I, can I posit a theory here? I Go think ahead. you're watching Gotham the way that I've watched the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. 
Um, which says, that... I don't know about this show anymore, but fuck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's and then probably... you and you watch it and you ask, you know, who that guy is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's completely different though, because I mean, season six of of Game of Thrones is much as it probably wasn't what you wanted it to be, I don't think it was... No, but I had to have that moment where it's like, I hate this, but I'm going to say, fuck it, and keep watching it anyway. Yeah. And other than... I would say other than the uh, Sand Snakes taking over Dorne, I'd say everything else was relatively on point. Yeah, would you? yeah, yeah I, I think so. But I... Yeah. Okay, so maybe not exactly appropriate, but... Uh, but I think you're well, right. What I, what I mean is you probably started watching better. Gotham when it yeah. started. And we're yeah. disappointed in that it wasn't anything better. Mm. And now yeah. you keep watching it just waiting for those good moments that are seem yeah. few and far between. Absolutely. I love it because I hate it so much. Yeah, Which yeah. Which is exactly how I felt when I watched True Blood. Which is exactly like, how I, I felt like during yeah. like the first half of this last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I loved it because I hated it so much. And I do seriously hope that that's the Green Hornet because I'm pretty sure... <laughs> that would be a that good part- <laughs> I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers owns the rights to the Green Hornet, and if the Green Hornet was in season three of Gotham, it would be the first time those guys have crossed over outside of the comics since the 1966 Batman. When crossed over, I was going to say yeah, they had like a Seth Rogen movie a few years back. They had a Seth Rogen movie, yeah, but like uh, I'm talking about crossover into the Batman because they've done it in the comic books, but the Green Hornet absolutely showed. Like uh, Britt Reid showed up on. it, like him and Bruce Lee showed up in two episodes of like they showed they showed up actually I think they were in three episodes because what happened was they did one episode where uh, Burt Ward and Adam West were doing the walk up you know the side of the building thing right. and then the Green Hornet popped out yeah and popped was out like, the window or something popped out of the window and was like hey we're solving our own mystery <laughs> and then they actually showed up to in a two parter to uh, and I forget I think they fought the Joker or somebody it was but it was classic right <laughs> like just really sixty styles great did you ever see that that Seth Rogen movie no it's a silly movie <laughs> it did not get great reviews no and... but I mean you know what if if you want to get drunk and do a commentary sometimes <laughs> uh, sure I because like, I'll bet it's not as bad as no it, I just it's, it's straight up silly so and it's classic like two thousand. I want to say nine Seth Rogen. Yeah. You know, before he was just a hateful monster. <laughs> <laughs> producing a weird, weird, uh, 2011 for the Green Hornet, uh, producing a weird, weird, uh, preacher show. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, and fucking the, that, uh, what's it called? Sausage Did party movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That looks awful. Hateful monster. That, that, uh, that doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. No, um, it's dumb as fuck. <laughs> it appeals to no one. Um, well, no, it appeals to the stoners. It appeals to the Family Seth Guy fans. Ro- yeah, it appeals to the Family Guy fans and the stoners who are going to go see a Seth Rogen movie no matter what. Uh, yeah, well, Legends of Tomorrow. Yep, had the teaser too. We got a little teaser, kind of like Gotham, where they did the except a, you know much better, where they did a uh, series of flashbacks. Yeah, it's basically like here's kind of a here, here are the beats that happened in season one, and then here's what we'll sort of do in season two. One thing I noticed was they seem to have updated the Wave Rider because yep. the seats look a little more uh, Star Trekky yes, in their uh, intricacies of, of the way. I was going to make that comparison. You beat me to it. Were you? Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been rewatching uh, TNG and like even the way that they're like kind of facing the front there, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> 
let's, let's put a pin in. Uh, we'll, we'll put a pin in Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Did you see the trailer for the new Star Trek series? Oh uh, yeah, out? the little teaser. Yeah, yeah were there? I did. What What is the? You're the Star Trek guy. Yeah, well, I mean, what or What is the? Guy. I don't know everything, but. Well, uh, what is the timeline of where this one is going to fall? I actually don't know. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to going into this series blind. Uh, yeah. There was some talk a couple years back of having a current series um, because we had like uh, TNG and then DS9, which kind of overlapped, and then Deep Space Nine uh, overtook it. Like they overlapped by two seasons, and then eventually Worf, uh, once TNG ended, became a series regular on Deep Space Nine. Um, which is great because he's a great character. Uh, mm-hmm. And there was some talk actually of now having like a current series with like old Michael uh, Dorn playing old Worf as like the captain of a new ship in like a new. Is he back series. in this one? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I, I kind of want to go into it blind. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, but the fact that the ship is called Discovery and it is a. Um, you know, I'm guessing an exploration-based ship, most much like the Enterprise was, but doesn't look to be the same class of ship as the Enterprise. Leads me to believe mm-hmm. that that would be uh, kind of a step down for Worf, <laughs> and okay. also, you know, not really his purview because he's a warrior. He's not a, you know, he's not an explorer. He was always the weapons no. officer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't think so. I mean, I would love to see it. I would also because the, one of the other things that they were, you know, was rumored to happen on uh, this new one where Worf was going to be the captain was that um, Will Wheaton was going to be back as like you know old like adult Wesley Crusher, <laughs> no, having I like squandered his youth. <laughs> <laughs> because the, with him in TNG, it was always like he's this prodigy. He can just look at a computer and know how everything works. And you know there was the second episode where he accidentally got drunk on a space virus and even when he was drunk was able to completely rebuild the engines and uh you know he's just this prodigy and then the you know these space gods kind of took him away to be a space god with him and then he came back and we don't know what really happened so it's kind of like it'd be cool to see him back on the show as adult will wheaton and having squandered his youth just kind of you know backpacking around europe so to speak backpacking around the universe you know (laughs) through time and so forth That'd be all right. And I'm like, that would be, it's actually pretty interesting. <laughs> like, this, so there's a lot of stuff that I kind of want out of a Trek season, but a lot of it's pretty fan fiction y, so I don't know if mm-hmm. I'll actually get it. Um, but having never been current on a Trek TV show, I'm very excited to watch one as it's on. Um, it's not something I would recommend to you necessarily. It doesn't seem like your cup of tea. Um, but I, I'm super excited for a Trek series, uh, season, uh, series for that. And uh, this teaser reminded me a whole lot of the first teaser for the Trek reboot in 2009. Yeah, that was very, it's very much like, like, here's the Enterprise being built yeah. in a shipyard. Here, here's how it looks like when we've got, you know, real CG and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it would, like, in the, the first teaser we got was, like, clips of, uh, like, Neil Armstrong's moon landing, uh, kind of intercut with, uh, like, William Shatner doing the voiceover from the Star Trek intro from the 60s. As we just saw, like these dark, unlit, unfocused shots of the Enterprise being constructed uh, in the, uh, you know, in the starbase, and we kind of got that here too. And uh, this one looked like it was in the solar system because I know there are star, like uh, shipyards and stuff like that around. I think Jupiter, I want to say, 
Uh, so maybe we'll be starting Earthbound. Who knows? It could be interesting. I'm not sure. I hope this isn't a teaser for, or, or not a teaser, a uh, spoiler or anything like this. But the one thing that apparently we've learned is that Star Trek Discovery takes place in whatever the Prime Universe is. Maybe you can explain that to me. I don't know. I'm guessing that it means not the reboot universe. Like, not, okay. not the Chris Pineverse. <laughs> The Chris Pineverse. Hey, that's pretty good. Uh, all right, so Kevin Miller, super excited for the new Star Trek series. Yeah, I so, mean, it doesn't take much. <laughs> no, uh, that's true. Star Trek, in my mind, always works better as a serial, um, which is why yes. I like the second Mass Effect game so much, because mm-hmm. that one very much felt like episodic, right? You have a yes. mission that lasts like 45 minutes. You go and meet a new crew member. You have another mission that's their loyalty mission that takes you another 45 minutes or an hour, and it feels very much like... You could play one of those missions every, like, once a day or once a week even, and it would feel like a season of a television show because it has this overarching theme, but every individual mission is self-contained. It feels very episodic, and, I mean, that's why I love Star Trek. It's why I love Mass Effect, and I am excited to see it on the small screen again. I think it works better on the small screen. Star Trek Beyond is getting some good reviews. I've I've heard that, yeah, and I haven't seen it yet, and I might actually have to go and see it. I might go over to the theater tomorrow night. Like, people are, people are saying, like, it's not, like, people are saying it's a masterpiece or anything, no, but they're walking out but worth worth the ticket price, basically, well, and that's really all you can ask, right? Yeah, and Into um, into Darkness kind of let me down. It wasn't good. Um, and apparently this one has sort of the veil of, uh, Chekhov is a big part of it, and Anton Yeltsin, like, just piece. died. So it's kind reckon? of got that sort of subtext to it that apparently is adding a lot or detracting Too a lot, right, depending yeah. on who you are. Fuck you very much, 2016. Yeah. We'll go down as one of the worst uh, years in human existence. It's been atrocious. Yep. Yeah, not to be a big downer or anything, but uh, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, so you, let's 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 boomerang back to uh, the legend. We're gonna halfway through the legend tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. Um, sorry, I had a lot more to say about that 30-second no, Star Trek right. season than I thought it <laughs> banged out another Banged out another thing we wanted to talk about. I knew we'd, we'd go off on some tangents here. <laughs> There's just so much stuff to and talk about. I've ever focused. <laughs> no. Let, um, Legends of Tomorrow, as we as we get back to that, we, we mentioned that uh, basically all I noticed was that uh, the, the they changed the Wave Rider. It seems like we're it was kind of cool that they got Neil McDonough to come back, and apparently uh, Sarah's going to kill him in a different time zone, which is kind of the cool uh, aspect of this time travel show. Mm-hmm. I can kill people through time. But uh, while Wonder Woman is apparently fighting uh, when World War One, the Legends of Tomorrow are going to be trying to stop the Nazis from winning World War Two, which they have apparently done somehow, which they've apparently messed up somehow in the timeline, presumably by killing Vandal Savage in season yeah, one. And I mean, I imagine there's going to be more than that um, mm-hmm. because when you take Vandal Savage, anything kind of feels like a step down after that, if that makes sense. Yes. Like there are of course other threats that they could have and they kind of teased uh, last season the idea of uh, having like the Thanagarian um Thanagarian uh, invasion at some point uh which could be interesting. But uh I mean when they're like oh our enemies are the Nazis it's like really <laughs> like <laughs> we didn't need time travel to beat them. 
So it makes you wonder, like, are they being like bankrolled or something by another time traveler, which is the Bangle Savage sort of MO, you know? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Could be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm definitely excited to see more. There were a couple, like, the thing was, and, and um, I was telling this about The Flash as well, I and mean, we talked about, like, the season enders of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, um, where that show just used, like, every single time travel trope that I wanted to and kind of went off the rails in every way that I liked. <laughs> Uh, so there were a lot of like dis- disjointed scenes where you see like, oh, here's a fight scene of what looks like Ray and another guy in a robot suit in what looks like Manda Parbat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're like, okay, I don't know what would hap- cause that to happen, but okay. <laughs> oh, my God, they pulled it off. <laughs> it's like, well, I have so many questions. <laughs> so it's like, I didn't know what to make of this teaser, but I mean, I'm excited for this season of Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, and they had the. It seems like the Hour Man will be a a big. It's not just going to be a one. Yeah, no yeah, beat it showed him. It seems like he's sticking like around. Probably a few episodes at least. Yeah, which I liked. I didn't like that uh, we got the tease of the hawk. Uh, oh, the mace, yeah. The the mace and the suit, because I'm just like, ah, oh, god, they're not coming back. Are they? I don't think so. I thought that was more of like a. Uh, just a reminder of what yeah, happened. like almost. I'm not even like a Jason Todd thing, but a very much like yeah. okay, well they left the team and now we've got their equipment and storage because they just want to go live a normal life now that Vandal Savage is dead. Yeah, just keeping and it, keepsakes. Basically. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I don't know necessarily that they'll never return or they won't have a cameo at some point in the season, but I a I don't think it's super likely and B I think they're just keeping that equipment around to kind of in this teaser at least uh show that hey maybe we need to recruit new people for our team now because they lost them they lost Captain Cold like they could very much get our man on the on the team now they could get I don't know who else you know who knows it could be interesting could be anybody the the whole roster's at uh at, at available in the show maybe that's Jonah Hex becomes the series right <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, that was a good episode. Um, Justice League action. I believe that's the last TV-related thing that they dropped, is that there's going to be a new Cartoon Network series called Justice League action, and they seem to have everybody's voice back. They got uh, Kevin Conroy. Right. They got yeah, Kevin Conroy was back. They got, um, I don't know who it was doing Firestorm, but... Uh, Oh, God, what's-her-face was back. i got the IMDb open here because I want to go over it a bit. Uh, so okay. Firestorm well, what? is PG, PJ Byrne. I don't know who that is. Uh, I'm now opening him up separately, but continue. But, well, it's just that uh, what's-her-face was doing... I, I'm trying to remember... PJ Wonder Byrne was Bolin in The Legend of Korra. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's fun. That's how I know. I'm like, I know that name, but from where? I don't know anything Freaking, else. Freaking... Uh, <laughs> Susan Eisenberg, right, was was back as uh, fucking Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, no, actually, yeah, one, no, that wasn't her. No, sounds like that. Apparently, a very convincing sound alike. Oh my goodness! Well, they've completely fooled me then. Yeah, because that one line she gave where it was like, uh, she's like, "No, they're sidekicks." It sounded exactly like Susie Eisenberg or Susan Eisenberg. Uh-huh. So. Uh, speaking of uh, Trek, uh, yeah. Michael Dorn's got a voice in this. Ooh, that's fun. Uh, Brent Spiner, or Brent Spinner, I don't know exactly how that's pronounced, uh, who was Data on Star Trek, is voicing <laughs> Edward Nygma. There you go. Which, uh, which, uh, which I love. That's appropriate. That's very uh, appropriate. And that's who's like voicing Picard. Luthor. 
who's voicing Luthor? Please tell me. James it Woods. <laughs> James Woods. Oh, that's fun. Where the hell's he been for the last like? I don't want to click on his IMDb. That's a hole I don't want to fall. <laughs> I love James Woods. Yeah, like that. We'll have to do a whole James Woods podcast. And, uh, as Dark Side, uh, John DiMaggio. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean, it, it basically, it, it looks like it's going to have the feel of the 2000 Justice League. Oh, and Armin Shimmerman's in this, who was also in Deep Space Nine. Wow. <laughs> is Elias Zox? I'm not sure who that is. The Justice League, like, it basically looks like it's going to have the feel of the 2001 Cartoon Network series. But Fantastic. Kind of like, a, almost like a web series. Oh, you mean like the animation style? Yeah, just kind of... Well, it's a bit faster and looser. There's something between that. Yeah. It it feels like something between like, like the, it's not the quite, Caldini like, style that we're used to yeah. and, say... Teen Titans Go. Like, they're not going full Teen no, Titans. No, 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 no. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, if anything, more like the, the Teen Titans animated. Yes. That, <laughs> the the fan of Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that's. But either way, I... I that, Looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't even which know what's getting because I mean, it looks like they're having they're going fast and loose with the animation style, which is good too. I mean, it's I, I love the Young Justice uh, show, mm-hmm. but that one had a bit more rigid of a style and and uh, felt like it was a bit more complex than the than the uh, Bruce Tim style that we're used to. Uh, so I I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see this one. I loved it in motion from the like minute and fifteen seconds we got so far. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah. I, I'm Other than probably the Wonder Woman trailer, this is the thing that got me the most juiced, because I was already relatively juiced. This got me the flash. most juiced. <laughs> I, I, it got you, yeah. I, I was, because I didn't even know I was getting this. No, I was like, before we started recording, like, did you watch the Justice League action trailer? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, with um, with Ben Affleck. And you're like, no, the other Justice League trailer. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's it for the TV side of things. So let's head to the one and only video game thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, the Injustice 2 trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. Now, Injustice Gods Among Us was a hit video game. And despite the fact I'm not a big... Like, I enjoyed it mm-hmm. for the plot line. I'm not a huge... Fighting game. <laughs> fighting game guy like i like i enjoyed all like once street fighter 2 tur- like uh the new challengers came out that was pretty much it for me i played a little marvel versus capcom and stuff like that but i just never really stayed in that video game world until injustice came out and i really enjoyed the plot line in that because i've always liked the things where you do uh alternate universe tyrant superman and then so they had a really good plot, which they then turned into a really good comic series, and they are now doing a video game sequel to that will also bleed into a, a comic series as well. I mean, the trailer was just a, a teaser of, for some reason, Wonder Woman, Batman, Supergirl, <laughs> Superman, and Flash were all kicking the shit out of each other, mm-hmm. and every time one of them would lose, they would More basically armor would come, come out of their armor. <laughs> Yeah, they would get more armor that, I guess, adapts to whoever they're fighting. Teasing that, I guess, when you lose to people in the, I guess, the, the tree of whenever you beat somebody, I guess you take their power or something like that. Or if you lose to them, maybe the story continues based on whether or not you win or lose. Who knows? But, uh, I don't know. I, 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 got, I got more excitement out of that two-minute trailer for Injustice 2 than I did out of most of Batman versus Superman. That's what I'll say. 
<laughs> and and there was no reason for any of those guys to be fighting because <laughs> it was like, why is Batman punching Barry Allen in the chest right now and then strapping a bomb to him? Well, like, yeah, the very God. first thing that happens is, is Superman grabs Barry Allen by the neck, and I'm like, that would never happen. Yeah, he's way too <laughs> no small. No one can outrun the Flash. <laughs> yeah. But then the Flash, you know, gets some high-powered Superman armor and then <laughs> yeah, runs back. Yeah, better somehow. Yeah, and then dodges a Superman punch and <laughs> starts feeding Superman shots. Yeah, I know, I know that putting on armor often makes me faster. Yeah, well, well, I just it looked cool. That was it awesome. Look like cool. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, they, they're powered by cool. <laughs> yeah, it was very video game. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. It was, it was, which is what it is, and that that's what it's supposed to be. And and I'll play it, and I'm sure I'll have fun. Yeah, playing maybe it's it, got but... like a progression thing too, where you start with yeah. like standard Batman, and then as you play him more, you get like unlock levels, and you can unlock special equipment, and you know, yeah, power up more moves and stuff. Yeah. Add a little, yeah, like little... some customization. So if you play online, like your Batman might not be the same as my Batman. <laughs> so he, I've never played fighting games. <laughs> I mean, not for me, but a lot of people do. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, like people who are actually good at them and have the time for that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last but certainly not least, as far as trailers go, because there's one other thing that DC bit of information DC dropped, but the Lego Batman trailer. Lego Batman. At least the new one dropped, mm-hmm. and I did not know that we were going to get Robin in this, but I am now extremely happy that we will. <laughs> and I am honestly looking, I am just so looking forward to this, to, to Will Arnett movie, bat, like Lego Batman. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you see the Lego movie? Oh yeah, it's not in theaters, yeah, yeah. it's great. Or the runaway hit character, Lego Batman. Yeah, well, you knew it was going to be, because you get to see One of Batman the best movie silly, Batmans right? ever committed to film. <laughs> yeah, probably. And it was just, you just got to be silly with it. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, you got to go over the top with it. Like, it was, it was always him, you know, playing it straight for laughs. Yeah. Like, when he's throwing all the batarangs at the butt, and he gets, like, throws, like, nine, and he's, like, got it in first draft. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> Oh god! I just loved in the first trailer because this was because the new trailer was was Robin heavy and Alfred heavy, which I really like. But I just loved in the first one when he's like, "Here's your lobster thermidor," and he's like, he's like putting it in the microwave, and he goes to set it to two minutes, and he said he goes like, he sets it to twenty. He's like, stupid. And then he's just like, "Because who amongst us hasn't done that?" Yeah, right? we love it, man. And I'm just like, "Oh my god, Batman is just like me. He missets the time around. They're just like us." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just love the, uh, oh, Alfred, I'm sorry. My, damn, these incredible reflexes. <laughs> Mine, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I, I can't wait for that. That movie's going to be so much fun. I'm going to take my uh, my niece to see that yeah, one. Absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, unless you tell me I've forgotten something or you notice something that I didn't notice. Um, we can go quickly off book to one thing that's not exactly DC related. I have one more trailer I wanted to kind of bring up just because I had a joke I wanted to do and I'm not going to miss this opportunity. <laughs> uh, go for it. Well, let, let's do that before we get into the last bit of information DC dropped. Uh, King Kong Skull Island. <laughs> yes. Um, trailer looked fun as hell. Movie will probably be fun as hell. It'll be, I, I guess it'll be, it most likely will be critically reviled. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm not expecting it to be great. It's fucking, like, it, it, like it's, got, it's, it's got John fucking, Goodman and Sam John Jackson Goodman acting and, against and each other. Sam Jackson going after, proving that once again, that man is the true monster. Yeah. <laughs> like, going after King Kong. And they're going to Skull Island. They got apes there. 
but you know they're not so big. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I hear we're going to Ape Island. <laughs> yeah. What do they got there? <laughs> Apes. I wish we were going to Candy Apple Island. <laughs> what do they got there? Apes, but they're not so big. So big. <laughs> so yeah, good. that's my joke, and therefore I am referring to this movie only in the future as King Kong Candy Apple Island. <laughs> Candy Apple Island. So good. I I like great trailer. That's another one with a Medellin corollary. But you put Sam Jackson in any movie, you can cut a good trailer. Well, yeah, that's, but I mean, like that's what I mean. Like that's, that's an offshoot of the Medellin like, corollary. You know, super hyphy Sam Jackson being yeah. as himself going against super grim John Goodman as himself. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's that'll be fun. <laughs> And then for some reason, Tom, and Tom Hiddleston's also there for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Loki's in the mix. Oh man, it looks so good. And uh, in that movie too, Brie Larson. Yeah, I'm an Oscar winner, Brie Larson. So there's a lot of Marvel, uh, which is decent because I need to see more movies with her now because I need to get an idea of uh, her acting chops. And I know that she's fantastic. I just haven't seen anything with her in it except for Scott Pilgrim. Well, I forgot that she was in a couple episodes of Community. She dated Abed. She was the the coat check girl that Abed randomly. Uh, uh, they made that joke where like, uh, oh, are you gonna bump into a random girl and have a relationship with her and we'll never see her again or something like once the episode's over? But yeah, like the, season the coat four check. or five or something. I never. Well, saw she it. was in season. Yeah. Well, what happens is she was in like season one. Like it was the joke of like Abed randomly bumped into a coat check girl. At one of the parties, and it was Brie Larson. Okay. And they promised to start a relationship, and then never did. And then he bumped back into her in like season four, and then he was like, "Where'd you go?" And she's like, "You never actually called me, or something like that." And then yeah. they dated. They for pulled. A they pulled the Boy Meets World. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what Mink it was. Is, where have you been? I have all my classes on the other side of the school. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the Boy Meets World are only ever in that one hallway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was good. Oh, man. I've been watching... I should say this is completely off topic, but uh, they recently put uh, all of Married with Children, like all 11 seasons of Married with Children on Show Me. So I've been been plowing through that, and I forgot how many of, like, the hilariously bad sitcom-y things can happen during a sitcom. You notice... Like, four cameras. Yeah, like, the, the, the... camera where you basically have two sets like they basically had two set pieces mm-hmm. and then sometimes they'd go other places but obviously they had the set piece of the the bundy living room and then the set piece of the shoe store yeah. but i mean like they, they hit a lot of the hilarious i mean i'm i'm in like season seven of 11 or something right wow. now <laughs> and but like they've hit a lot of the hilarious stuff that could happen over the course of a of a sitcom tropes. Well, like all the stuff that all the stuff that can go wrong. Oh, I see. In a in in a sitcom in a long running sitcom, right? Like adding a new character. Like they had to add now the now a lot of people who are married with children fans point to uh, Ted McGinley and Ted McGinley himself has become a joke as a guy who comes on and ruins TV shows, right? <laughs> Because they blamed him for the Jefferson Darcy character when that wasn't really his fault. Because Dave Garrison, who played the Steve Rhodes character for the first four seasons, yeah. he just left the show. Like, there were no hard feelings. He just wanted to go and do more Broadway or something like that. So he was just like, no hard feelings, can I leave? And they were like, sure. Which is why he would randomly pop back in the show Probably as time. Steve yeah. Rhodes uh, to try to win Marcy back. So they had to add Jefferson, which to me didn't kill the show 
a couple other things ruined the show. Season six, what happened was um, Katie Seagal got pregnant in real life. Yes, one of these. And, and his, if history, if television history has taught us nothing else, this is always, always handled poorly. Whenever, whenever a female character in a sitcom gets pregnant, it is always handled poorly. And we didn't see Lily again for three months. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And that was probably... Honestly, that was probably one of the best ones to do. Of all the television shows to actually do it, pro- do to not mess up their television show while well, that happened, How I Met Your Mother, of all television shows, did that. Hey, like, Lily, Friends... what's the difference between Jam and Jill? <laughs> yeah, because, like, Friends did the whole... Uh, fr- Friends did the whole, like, oh, Phoebe's... Like she became a surrogate for her, yeah, which yeah. was kind of funny, but was still weird. And like she's just like, Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> yeah, she became Giovanni Ribisi's surrogate. Uh, Fraser did the thing where Jan leaves got pregnant, so they said she was gaining weight and had to go to a fat camp to lose weight. So they wrote her off the show. Oh that God, was that's right. Fucking dumb. Oh. Uh, oh, I, I can't think of other stupid ones, but they did like Katie Sago. They did that where like they handled that so poorly on on Married with Children because they basically said that Peg was having another baby, and then they realized, wait, that's a fucking stupid idea, and then said it was all Al's dream. So like the first half, <laughs> so like the first half so of really? season six, yeah, oh, it was bad. Oh, like the first half of season six was Al Bundy's dream, dream. and then the the beginning of season seven, which is where I am now, I completely forgot that they did a cousin Oliver where they added a character that the fans just hated immediately and wrote him out. Like, no, I've never actually uh, watched this show, but I've heard about one of these characters. There was someone they named like seven or something. Seven. Yeah. That's like seven is one of the characters, but he's, he's, he's a cousin Oliver, right? Yeah. Like cousin Oliver was the Brady bunch thing where they're like, we need a new character. Let's add cute cousin Oliver. And it did not work out well. For I cousin actually believe Oliver. that the, the proper trope name for that isn't the cousin Oliver. I actually think it's called the scrappy dude. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. It is. <laughs> well, whichever came first, because yeah. I guess, which I guess, I believe Scooby was '60s and Brady Bunch is '70s, so Scrappy Doo would be would definitely be one, right? <laughs> but yeah, Cousin Oliver is one. Scrappy Doo seven, and I, those are probably the big three as far as that uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that particular trope goes. But anyway, that's way off topic. Sliding back to, uh, I think we're in the home stretch now of what DC did. And then we'll take a little break and we'll come back. Right, and we'll... So not trailer related, but there was some news, right? <laughs> yeah, there was some news. And that is the three titles that DC Animated is going to do for 2017. Mm-hmm. And did you catch these? No, I haven't. News to me too. Go for it. All right. So here we go. So we'll get your immediate reaction for these. First one they're going to animate, Justice League Dark. Okay. Which is all of the... You would really like this series. I'll lend it to you someday because I I, I can't believe I've never lent this to you. All of the occult members of the Justice League basically form a magic occult version of the Justice League called the Justice League Dark. Is my boy Fate in the mix? Uh, He shows up, but he's not like one of the... Yeah, he doesn't seem like a guy who joins the team. (laughs) But he, he, yeah, he's not on the team. But listen to these names. John Constantine. Madam Zandow. Sure. Shade the Changing Man. Ooh. (laughs) Zatanna, yeah. and our boy Boston Brand, the dead Boston man. Brand. All right, you got me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's in it. And there's, like, a, a bunch of others, like Pandora shows up, Phantom Stranger shows up, Raven, of course, shows of course. up, Swamp Thing is is uh, is big in this. Like, like the first main Grundy? story, like, they fight Felix Faust. Uh, Grundy does make some appearances. Um, they do a lot of, like, Neil Gaiman crossovers oh, or... They do a lot of Neil Gaiman crossovers. They like the the main the first main story is 
they, like the reason the Justice League Dark comes together is basically um, uh, Alex Holland gets resurrected as Swamp Thing. Like Alan Moore's Swamp Thing is back, and John Constantine's like, oh crap, <laughs> and then he has to kind of go and he recruits like a few guys like Batman and Zatanna to help him, and then they eventually all the occult guys start a. But I imagine they would go with like like we're going to see probably John Constantine, Dead Man, and Zatanna in animated form in Justice League Dark. Super excited for that. Cool, cool. Yeah, no, have, that, have you actually, I'm going to ask you this again because I've been bugging you about it, have you actually watched any Young Justice yet? Not yet, no. But I'm, One I'm, of my I'm, favorite depictions of fate. <laughs> nice. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely have to, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it, I'm ashamed of my DC fan base that I still haven't seen Young Justice. Teen Titans Judas Contract. They've been talking about doing this for years. Apparently, it was like they were slated to do it like four or five years ago, and for whatever reason, it it got put on the back burner. But they're basically taking the greatest Teen Titans story of all time, one and one of the greatest DC arcs of all time. Honestly, it might be in the top five. The the Justice League, the Teen Titans Judas Contract arc. Okay. Um, that is the original story. If you watched the Teen Titans animated series. The season two story with Tara right, and yeah. Deathstroke, where she betrayed the Titans, um, that was taken. They did kind of a more cartoony version of that, but in the Judas contract, basically what happened was Ravager, who's Deathstroke's son, was given the assassination contract to kill all of the Justice League members, isn't able to do it, ends up dying while fighting the t- the Titans, and then Deathstroke. Uh, like, because his son is dead, decides to honor his son's last wish mm-hmm. and takes up the contract to kill the Titans. Hence, why it's called the Judas contract right, because yep. Terra betrays them, and she's a Judas, and it's so fucking good. Mm. And they're going to animate that, and it was it was just easily one of the greatest comic book stories of all time. Yeah, that's the sort of stuff that makes you want to go back and actually give uh, Teen Titans another shot because I would I would I would watch it occasionally when it was on television, but mm-hmm. I never followed it yeah and, uh, and ron ron perlman as as deathstroke now unfortunately they only refer to him as slade because it was a saturday morning cartoon so you can't use the word death yeah, that's fine which un- is unfortunate I, but, I know who it is. Uh, you know who it is yeah. right and uh, it's ron perlman who's fucking awesome ron fucking perlman. uh finally apparently bruce tim is going to write an original animated movie and it's going to be called batman and hurley quinn okay yeah there <laughs> yes that, that's all I need. You give me those three names. You give me Batman, you give me Harley Quinn, and you give me Bruce Tim, and I'm already oh, in. Bruce I don't, Tim. Yeah, I don't need to see anything Not even else. fair. Now, I hate to end this on a down note. Nope. Don't do it. <laughs> the killing Joke's getting bad reviews. I've heard that. Yeah. I don't know what to say. It comes out this week. You and I will watch it. We will likely provide a review on it. I hope that these rumors are unfounded and incorrect at most <laughs> because I would be very upset if because like this is 30 years in the making if this were an actually not good I would be monstrously disappointed I haven't heard anything specific but yeah I mean me neither but all I know is there's a few people I trust on the Potter and family circuit that have texted that they can't or have, that have tweeted they can't believe that it wasn't good and uh, it has me very worried because there are some voices in there that uh, so there are some opinions in the Potter family that I that I trust. So I'm I'm a little worried, but uh, we'll reserve judgment till we see it. Because yeah, 
That's that's all I can say. So that's it for DC. I think I think we hit everything. Hopefully we did. If not, let us know, and uh, maybe we'll talk about it on a later. Yeah, podcast. we talked about like at least thirteen different trailers. <laughs> yeah, we will be. That's going to be it for us for now. So we're going to put a capper in our San Diego Comic Con review, DC edition, and we will be back later on this week, and we will talk about what Marvel did. And we will also sprinkle in some other trailers as well, because you and I got to talk about the Fantastic Beasts trailer and uh, a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's it for, for the, that's it for I guess kind of part one of our San Diego Comic Con coverage, DC edition, like I said. And we will be back later on this week with Marvel and Marvel Plus is what is is what I'll officially label it. So uh, Kevin Miller, thanks for doing this. We'll talk to you later on this week. Absolutely. And, Everybody stay tuned for some Marvel Plus talk. Like I said, take care, everybody.